Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. How to make an introduction. Hey, I'm Donnie Bovine, the CEO and founder of Success Champions Networking and author of Endless Streamer Referrals. This is Growth Mode, a podcast all about growing and scaling your business. Hanging out with me as always is Kevin Snow, the sales automation tactician and genius. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to make an introduction to somebody. So early in my networking game, like when I first understood and got the idea of networking, I really approached it the wrong way. Uh, I, I, I treated networking as a complete sales prospecting move. Like the people that I was talking to were people I should be selling to. And in doing that really, really on, I unintentionally burned a lot of bridges because I wasn't going in and building relationships. I was legit trying to prospect to the people at the events, in the groups, and everything else, which means I was just trying to sell my shit, and people didn't want to be sold in that way, and it took me a little while to wrap my head around how to handle that properly, and I stumbled into the idea of opening doors for other people completely by happenstance. It wasn't you know, something I did purposely, but for some reason, somebody just made an introduction to for, for me to meet somebody else that led to some awesome conversations. And the following week, I made an introduction back to that person. It wasn't a referral, but an actual introduction back to that person for somebody who I thought they should meet. And the excitement that they got from getting into a really cool conversation with somebody that opened a whole lot of doors for them was really cool. And I kind of got jazzed about the whole idea of making these introductions. And I think you know, a lot of what we're going to talk about in this episode is why you should do introductions, how to do introductions, and how you shouldn't do introductions. So, uh, Kevin, how do you want to start this one off? Well, I think it's really important for people to understand there's different types of introductions that you can make. For sure. And and depending on the purpose of the introduction, is going to really kind of 
uh, gear, how you need to actually, what the mechanics of that introduction are. If I'm just introducing someone because I think they can have a really great conversation and potentially collaborate on something, it's going to be a completely different than if I'm introducing someone to a referral where they're expecting to have a sales conversation with that person. So I, I think you can't have a one-size-fits-all process. You yeah, need to be aware point. of what you're doing. I don't, I don't want to skim over that that thing, just so people understand. There's introductions, and then there's referrals. Introductions, in general, Kevin, meet Bob, go have a great conversation. Referral, Kevin, meet Bob. Kevin, by the way, Bob is looking for your services. He's really excited to talk to you. There's a sales conversation expected, okay? So just know that for the most part, we're going to focus a lot heavily on the on the introduction side of things, but I wanted to make sure we didn't skip over that. Continue on, sir. No, I, I, I think that's right. A lot of people will do really just the, the uh, hey, Kevin, you need to go talk to so-and-so, but not give me any of the details. You know, I obviously, for those of you that have been listening, I'm a high C. I like details. I want to know what's going on because then I can plan. And I know what I'm getting into. So, you know, I, okay, I need so let's to talk know that, that one because I don't want the fucking details. <laughs> I know. And, and it doesn't need to be like a five page email list of details. But I need to know, is, hey, you know, is this a, you know, hey, Kevin, meet Donnie. I think you guys, you're both vets. I think you guys have a really cool conversation about business and veteran stuff. Awesome. Sweet. Now I know what I'm going into a conversation to versus, hey, Kevin. Uh, Donnie broke his email and he oh. needs someone to help him. <laughs> now, so so that's the difference between an introduction and referral. If it's a yep. legitimate referral, you're going to get details. Hey, Kevin, so-and-so fucked up their sales automation. They screwed up their email, whatever else. They're, I told them all about you. They're really looking forward to that conversation, right? That's a referral. For me, an introduction is, dude, go fucking have a great conversation. Both you guys know me. Both you gals know me, whatever. Um, and, and you should have a phenomenal conversation. And, um, but I will also say to Kevin's point, I've built that reputation around that. If I'm making the introduction, you're going to take the fucking meeting, you know, to where some people may not have built that clout yet and need the more details in there. Yeah. And, and I think that's important to have that expectation with the people that you're introducing to other people as well. I have friends that have asked me to make introductions for them. So I'm like, yeah, totally. I can do this. But then they didn't take the call. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to make introductions to people if you aren't going to take the call because you're impacting my ability to do that for other people uh, and people to take me seriously. And I've, I've cut them off. Right. Uh, but it, they have to understand, hey, if I'm going to make an introduction, you want to talk to this person about whatever. Sweet, I'll I'll do it. But you need to when they call you, you need to say, "Awesome, when can we meet?" Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I think that introductions are oftentimes downplayed too much because um, I, I God, I can go back to so many amazing business relationships and clients and everything else that I got on the back of an introduction and not a referral and. No, don't get me wrong, guys. Referrals are brilliant. Um, when when somebody is proactively looking for your service and somebody puts your name up, uh, it's huge, you know, because they're basically vouching, saying, hey, this is a stand up guy. And this is who I think you should talk to about whatever service you're looking for. I mean, that's 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 monster. It's like 
you know, going to Amazon and purchasing something based on having 20,000 five-star reviews. I mean, it's that, that kind of clout when you're doing it. Um, I, you know, introductions, oftentimes it's just about getting two badass people together and people that are likely to have synergies. Maybe they can partner up on, you know, different clients or deals or, or maybe they can, you know, collaborate on, you know, an upcoming events or, or, or the likes, or, you know, maybe they just have similar client bases that they can open doors for each other. You know, um, introductions just for me are oftentimes almost more important than referrals because of the long tail back end of where an introduction can, you know, move somebody over the lifetime. Well, and a lot of times introductions I think are easier to make. I agree. That it's I not, agree. It is not as big of a commitment for that person that you're introducing to have a collaborative meeting as opposed to getting them to say, yes, I want to talk to this person and potentially buy their stuff. Plus, for a lot of people, it's easier to make those connections. You know, for what I do outside of success champions with the digital marketing, email marketing, automation, all that stuff. There's not a lot of people who have those types of conversations with their clients. You know, you have to be someone in that marketing world or business development world to ask the right questions and to have it be an authentic conversation. You know, if my my HVAC guy goes up and starts talking to one of his business clients about how they're doing email marketing and automation, <laughs> it's not going to come across right. So, you know, I've trained a lot of my referral partners and people that really get into what I do just to make introductions and to find me potential referral partners that I can collaborate with on different stuff. And it's a much easier conversation for people to get into. And it, cause it, it's much more broad. It's much more, you can ask questions where you're just really learning about how they run their business and trying to make introductions to people that can help them do it better as opposed to trying to figure out where their pains are and then trying to fix them with a referral. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious for you. Did you learn this level of introductions? Because you do it a lot as well. I mean, did you learn this or was this like something that when you got into networking and people that became natural to you? So I, I learned it and it was it was out of necessity almost because I was getting frustrated about the number of referrals I was getting because what I did wasn't something people talked about all the time. So you weren't you know, getting at the referrals. time. Yeah, I wasn't getting a, I wasn't getting the number of referrals I wanted because my product at the time wasn't a common, you know, people didn't go into their clients and talk about uh, managed service and IT. It was just not a common conversation. So I had to figure out how to get in front of the people that could have those conversations. So it was totally a learned thing for me to figure out, all right, so you can't introduce me to clients. How do I get you to introduce me to people who know issues are going on? And it really started coming about then figuring out, all right, so who are my, you know, who knows the trigger events are going on in my prospects world? And who are my referral partners? And who do I need to be, who do I need to have in my stable to be able to consistently pass me referrals? That's interesting because I kind of went through the same thing because I was in commercial printing when I first got in the, in the same thing. But the people weren't just having printing conversations. You know, where do you get your business cards and crap like that, even though I yeah. need a lot bigger introduction. So I also had to find the the people. But 
um, flip the script. When did you learn to start making introductions for others? Is that something that came natural or is that, you know, something? You oh, God, no, I was I was totally like you. I'd go to networking events and trade shows and, and all these things as a sales guy. And I would totally be working the crowd for prospects. It would. Right. It was all. Of, it was. All I just wanted everybody me. to hear that that <laughs> yeah. this is learned, right? You know. Yeah. We, we, we were born more salespeople than we were freaking. You know, learn how to network, right? Oh God, yeah. I was. I was. It was totally about me and conversations and trying to pitch my thing and get them to take a call for me after the event. Uh, and I, I had to figure out that it was much more effective to ask tons of questions and get them talking about their stuff and make them feel really cool about what they did and then make some cool introductions that allowed me to follow up with them and then get in front of them again to do a virtual coffee. At that point, it was actually in-person coffee Mm -hmm. and then talk about what I did and figure out how either could we work together or is this something I could do for you guys? You know, that type of conversation. But no, at, at the beginning, I was a total sales asshole <laughs> i think in some days you still are um but <laughs> get me on the right day and i will flip that switch <laughs> so yeah and i'm and I'm, I'm honestly really fascinated with your journey on this and mainly because you know peopling early on wasn't a big thing for you either so not only did you have to learn how to get in these conversations you had to learn to start looking at them and having a lot deeper level conversation. It wasn't about you trying to sell your crap. You know, what was that experience like being able to dive into somebody else's world? Because I know that shit didn't come natural for you. Well, and I I think I started making this, the, the, uh, the adjustment in networking the same time I was making the adjustment in how I sold Mm. for Nextel and learning about, all right, so, I, I, I stopped doing the pitch deck and I yeah. threw out the three wing binder. Uh, and I think that's when I started changing how I networked at the same time. So I think it was really kind of, oh, this is working really well here. Uh, and then just, you know, and I, I think for part of it was also, I wasn't nearly as desperate for business mm. anymore because I'd figured out how to sell. I could go in and just not be, you know, I didn't have commission breath anymore at networking events. I could go in and just have conversations and not be trying to find my next big deal so that I could make quota. I think when you talk to salespeople at a lot of social events at, you know, networking events, they're all trying to fill their pipeline and they, they need that next deal and that they have, we've talked about this before. They have the close in their head. They are just trying to get to yes. They're not trying to have the conversation with an outcome. And when you make that shift, that's when the networking gets really fun because now you're just having really cool conversations and figuring out next steps. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, to that point, I had a uh, conversation on LinkedIn like I often do and had somebody that, you know, I said, you know, if you go to an event, you better have an objective. And for me, most times, if I'm going to an event, I'm going to walk away with two appointments set. And now that doesn't mean I'm going to sell somebody something. That means we're going to dive into each other's world. I'm going to learn more about you. You'll learn about more about me. But I'm going to, my goal of every one of going to an event is to get a two appointment set. And I was talking about this thought process on LinkedIn. And somebody said, you know, there's more to networking than trying to sell people. And I replied, you know, that it, 
nowhere did I state that I was trying to sell something that I was going to walk away with two appointments. And those appointments may be with a circle of influence. They may be with a potential prospect, but I don't know shit until I can sit down with them and understand their world. But um, I asked this person, you know, in particular, if you had a salesperson working for you, how would you know that their networking was successful? What are your markers? What are your KPIs for them to be able to justify the time they're out doing things? They didn't reply because they didn't like me challenging them in their own thought process. So, you know, and the reason I bring that up is introductions is one of the coolest things that you can actually measure somebody else and see what they're doing and find out if they're doing the actual things they need to be doing, you know? So um, let's transition a little bit about how do you actually make that introduction? Um, you know, what, what do you say? How, I mean, how do you know who to introduce people to uh, that direction? So I, I think that's an evolutionary thing for people as well. I think right away people, when they're looking at that, they're literally thinking about, you know, the business side of things and who can they introduce to do business with. Um, it gets, you know, you have to develop the listening skills and you really have to understand who's in your network and who they need to be meeting with to be able to make really good introductions. You know, you and I know each other's businesses inside and out. So it's really easy for us when we're talking to someone say, oh my God, you need to talk to Kevin or you, oh my God, you need to talk to Donnie. But if you don't know who your network is, it's really hard to make those introductions. What do you have going on in the background? Oh, we have a thunderstorm and I have hail going oh, on. Oh, right I was now like, sounds like you're tapping on your desk. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I, oh, I know. I'm over here sending your, him your a private message. I'm over here sending a private message. I'm like, quit tapping. And it's hail. Yeah, it's hail. I am in a thunderstorm right now. It yeah, started you literally are. when we started recording. That's it is big dark outside. Too. Yeah, I nice. can see them hitting the grass outside my on my lawn, and they're bouncing when they hit. So <laughs> that's some big ass hail. You trucking? I not gonna I, like that. I may get a roof out of this. So, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree that it's an evolutionary process. You know, for me, it's, uh, there you go. <laughs> I had to mute his mic as we were going through this, um, bitch, cause that's just getting loud. But as you're going through this process, I, I don't think making introductions really comes natural to anybody. I think you have to learn how to make introductions, and even more importantly, you have to learn how to make the right introductions to the right people. And I think for for me and Kevin, probably the same. You know, I fucked up a lot of early introductions, not understanding that you know not everyone is supposed to be a win referral type conversation. Sometimes it's just a good to get to know you. And I think you know, early on, I ran into a couple of guys that you know, we made a really cool synergy just by opening a lot of doors for each other uh, by knowing that if we could increase our circles by getting more badasses and more real people into them, then the opportunity to have more referrals come through was solid and, and worked a lot better. So we focused more on building our circles and getting to know more and more people because I wanted to be top in mind 
you know, when anybody thought about sales training at that point, you know, so, so I think it's the ability to leverage introductions to keep yourself top of mind. I think for me, that's, that's the biggest thing. If, if I introduce you to somebody, you know, odds are you're going to keep my name around when other options come up, you know, and the second side of the thing in there that really helps me is the idea of having the triggers of what words or phrases or things that I need to be listening for that indicates I could make an introduction for somebody here. And, you know, that's been a learned process as, as well to understand, Hey, you know, if I can't readily think of somebody that this person should meet, then I got to go figure out what's their trigger events or what's those things that they would indicate that I need to get people there. I mean, conversation I had last week, literally the person was moving their business into Canada and was just looking to meet people in Canada. And we've got three people launching chapters up there. So it was really easy to make a quick introduction to all those chapter presidents launching and saying, hey, so-and-so is looking just for introductions for people in Canada so they can find some circles of influence up there. And so, you know, it's the idea of knowing and listening for what are those key phrases and triggers that I can get the person actually to. Yeah, I love getting the people I'm networking with talking about their clients and figuring out how they're meeting them and, and where they're getting referrals from now and what type of people are giving them referrals. And then just the, I'm constantly just going through my Rolodex internally thinking of who do I know and waiting for them to say something like, Oh, I, I got, do you know, so-and-so and they're like, no, and it's like, Oh, I got to make introduce you. They, here's what they do. And I talk them all up and then I write it down. But it's really paying attention, listening to what they have going on in their world. That is key. Most people, when they're networking, especially if they're newer in the sales and don't have their questioning game uh, on, you know, on par yet, is there they're looking for the next question that they can ask, as opposed to listening for what the people are actually saying. And that's really important in the networking piece because you know those things people can say you know, are going to be all the clues for who you need to introduce them to. I used to do this exercise with uh, members of another networking organization where I read off this, you know, one page sheet of, it was just filled with probably easily a hundred different cues for potential referrals. And most people, as they're listening, it would get like 20. And it was funny because everyone, I do it in groups and everyone would hear different things. And one person would name off their 20. I'm like, all right, cool. Who's got something different? And everyone else's hand would rate go up because they all heard different things. And at the end of it, we'd go through, all right, so you all missed these. Also, here's another 10 that none of you heard. And it's, you know, that listening piece is such a huge skill. Uh, and if you're not doing that in a networking situation, if you're just really hyper focus on hearing one thing you're gonna miss a ton of stuff yeah dude that's that's fucking smart you know i think if people go into any conversation with this idea that i'm gonna introduce this person as long as i fucking like them and they seem like a stand-up person i'm gonna introduce this person to three people before this conversation's over it's going to force you to have to listen to them on a deeper level because you can't make introductions if you don't know 
who to introduce them to and go back to the all the questions Kevin asked and, and like. So so I think if you start the conversation off with, okay, let's get the relationship to a level that I like them, makes sense that I'd put my name with theirs. And then before the conversation's done, I'm gonna make three introductions. And what you know, for me, I've got to make the introductions right then and there. So as I'm talking to somebody and I get who they need to meet, dude, I am pulling up LinkedIn most likely and making a quick introduction there. Because if, if I get off that Zoom call um, or out of that conversation and I haven't made those introductions, I'm out. Yeah, I'm totally going to forget about introducing these people, you know, um, and to make those conversations happen. So um, I think it's a big move to commit to making the introductions and then getting the introductions done while you're having the actual conversation. Yeah, that's been a huge shift for me as I've just gotten busier with time on target. And then with success champions, you know, you know, tomorrow I have meetings back to back the entire morning. And if I'm meeting with people and I say, oh, yeah, I'm going to introduce you. I totally got this really cool person I want to introduce you to. Here's what they do and write it down and don't do it. It's I'm going to forget about it because something else is going to take the, the priority spot for me. So I'll do it right when I'm on the call. You know, mm-hmm. it's a little harder when you're in person with someone because then you have to pull out your phone. It's like, I'm actually listening, but I'm doing the introduction and that's still kind of rude. But when you're on the uh, virtual call, it's so super easy. Hey, I'm, I'm introducing you right now. Watch your LinkedIn for a post from me yeah. or watch your Facebook messenger or, or email if it's someone I introduce all the time. But that's key. And, uh, you know, the nice thing is for the introductions, you can keep it relatively short. You don't have to do the big song and dance introducing each other. It, it can be a lot easier than when you're actually doing the referral and you want to give a little, you know, information to both parties about who they're about to talk to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I think, guys, you know, for this episode, it's really about being very purposeful about sitting across from people and making introductions. I think, you know, introductions are very much what keeps you top of mind for other people. And I think the more that you focus on getting people to the right conversations, the right rooms and the right places, you will grow your business so much better because once people understand that you can connect people together, you become a more valuable asset in their overall sales game, which is, which is huge um, as you're building out. So um, I think every conversation you go into it, can I make three introductions for this individual uh, and then make sure you can establish trust and then you start opening doors for them. Listen to those trigger words, listen to specifically who they need to meet. And, you know, if you can't get them to the end client, they need to meet, get them to people who can potentially get them to that end client or, become some sort of synergy partnership for them. So as always, guys, if you found any value in these episodes, one tip, trick, something that you can use in your business, please make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a five-star review and tell one person about the show, man. Those three things are like the trifecta of uh, appreciation for us, and we fucking dig it if you do it. So as always, love you, mean it. See you, bye.
When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.